Cheers, mama. Cheers. Love you so much. You too. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. 19 years of being together and 15 years of marriage. How's it feel? It feels good. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. So I'm not a terrible disappointment? No. That's you've, good. You've turned out to be quite handsome. That's good. Very reassuring. Thank you. That's how I picked you. What do you mean? I picked you based on your looks. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm sorry that uh, things have kind of deteriorated over the years, but you know, it is what it is. Well, I didn't expect you to say, you know, to remain 21, but you're like a fine wine daddy. Hey, I feel like we still both look pretty good for having been together this long. And I still find you incredibly beautiful today. Maybe even more so now than I did 20 years ago. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Am I winning points? Yeah. Are you trying to? Maybe. <laughs> it's not so working. <laughs> it has been a very, very long journey for you and I, and it's uh, it remains incredibly surreal to be sitting here with you out in the middle of nowhere, least place that I ever expected that we would be. Did you picture life? Did you envision life looking this way at this uh, stage of the game? I hope that it would, but but I I don't know that I thought that it was realistic, but. Yeah, growing up and everything, I always wanted to have my own farm and my horses and live out in the country and always, yes. It's so funny. I was thinking back uh, last night, I believe, about just some of the things that we've done and some of the things that you've said in the time that we've been together. And you've always been like, I can live anywhere. Like lifestyle, I'm, I'm very flexible on. We could live out in the middle of nowhere and live the type of life that ironically we are now living. Yeah. Yeah. And you used to be like, no. <laughs> You couldn't. About you? Yeah. No, you've always been very flexible for sure. This is such a, a far-fetched uh, life that we are now living, Yeah. given how it is that we both grew up. For sure, 100%. But yeah, I think the desire was there. Um, it's kind of funny considering how we met and how we were. I mean, we met when we were 21 years old, just turned 21. Mm -hmm. And we were far from adults at that point we were still kids. And so we got the benefit of maturing together into adulthood versus becoming who we are as adults and then trying to make that work after the fact. Yeah, I think it's possible to make it work regardless of the circumstance. I think it's perfectly fine if people meet later in life and kind of have their own individual identity and then come to grow together. But you're right. The two of us have matured more so as like a package deal. Yeah. More so than uh, being our own individual people. Right. We've grown together. Yeah. I've always kind of wondered if it's harder when you meet when you're older because you are just so set in your ways or if you've lived alone for a really long time, you create your own habits and you don't have to answer to somebody else or um, compromise with somebody else. And is that harder after the fact? Because, you know, we, we didn't have that. We just kind of went from college and our parents' homes to <laughs> living together. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Is there anything that you would have done differently now that we have uh, hindsight and 20 years to look back upon, 19 years to look back upon? No, I don't think so. Same. I would have walked the same path. For sure. Yeah. Otherwise we wouldn't be here today, right? Right. Don't really live life with a lot of regret, but uh, you know, there have for sure been missteps along the way. But again, it's hard to knock the path that you have walked over time because had it been any different you'd have that butterfly effect of maybe life not looking the way that it does for us right now yeah no I've I've loved every step of the journey because 
I, I've just really enjoyed each chapter. There was, I've always, I was always looking forward, mm-hmm. um, but I still found so much joy and satisfaction in each step. Like when we had that little tiny apartment, I was proud of that apartment. We brought Nevea home to that one bedroom apartment and we tried to set up like a bassinet in the dining room. I was proud of that space. I loved it. There was so much joy at that time in our lives. We've come such a long way. It's been so much work. And yeah, you're right. I feel like at this stage, things are a little different. We get to look back and reflect a little more for so long, pretty much up until we moved here to uh, North Idaho. We've always looked forward and there's always Mm -hmm. been work that's needed to be completed in order to get where it is that we want it to be. And now I feel like we are, we've, we've achieved and checked a lot of the boxes that we had on our list. And because of that, it's, it's definitely caused me to become far more reflective and take a different outlook and perspective on the future and even the present. Honestly, I feel like I need to be a lot more present, present (laughs) and appreciative for what it is that we have. We've been so tremendously blessed over the years and it feels like we've had a, our hands held along the way as far as uh, God really providing us with the necessary guidance. Um, Just with, you know, us being able to achieve all the goals that we have for ourselves. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think a big part of the momentum forward and was uh, we had a, a similar goal. Mm-hmm. We always talked about what are our plans and goals. We always had kind of a five-year plan. We sort of did it in five-year chapters, if yeah. you really kind of look at the journey. Yeah. And so it was like, what does life look like five years from now? What is our goal? And then we would work towards that goal together. I guess my point being is that it's always been head down and work, mm-hmm. you know, and life is definitely going to slow down for us. Kids are getting older. You and I are getting older. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just such a bizarre spot that we that I find myself in, at least when I really stop to think about it. Yeah. I, well, it's just kind of that weird part. You know, you're turning 40. We've been together almost 20 years. I mean, we've almost been together longer than we've been apart, which is crazy. Yeah. Just there's so many mixed emotions. I feel like I've been kind of an emotional wreck lately with all of these uh, these milestones occurring and taking place. And then like when I look at Kenji and seeing him just hobble around and stuff and I kind of feel the same way, Yeah, you know, to a certain extent. And like, I feel, I feel things changing around us and there's no stopping it. Yeah. But again, it's caused me to become so much more reflective and appreciative. Well, 13 years ago, everything was new and we, we got a puppy and we had a brand new baby and we bought a brand new house and you started a brand new job and and everything was fresh and new. And now the baby is 13 and that little house is just in our memory. The baby's 13? Yeah. Nadea? No. Uh, went 13 years ago when we had Kaimani. Like that's when mm. we got Kenji. And, oh, and the puppy yep. is, you know, on borrowed time at yeah. this point. And so every it's like kind of a, a chapter of that's closing for us and that's hard. I know we've had discussions about this too, but I feel like knowing now that we have um, this hindsight to look back at it, it really the big takeaway for me has been that time moves so incredibly quickly. And again, it is outside of your control. So I think that it, that's what's sparking so many of these emotions and causing me to, to literally having to remind myself on a daily, almost moment to moment basis of like, Hey, this doesn't last. Right. So take it in. Yeah. Appreciate it and burn it into your brain. Yeah, I think appreciate it's a big thing. I mean, then that's kind of been, even with the times that were hard, there was still always so much appreciation in that. 
I mean, when I say I loved every step, I absolutely loved every step. That little house, we were so proud of the first little <laughs> house and I had the two little kids and then we got pregnant with Kira and we outgrew the little house. And But that was such a good time in like just bringing Nevaeh to the park every day and just having that. And then we bought the big house in Battleground and that was like, oh my gosh, how mm-hmm. did we get here? And yeah. And there was so much joy and memories there. I mean, Eli was born in that house and... And then leaving that was really difficult. That was a hard chapter to close. There have been a lot of hard chapters um, along the way, very well documented and thoroughly discussed between the two of us. When you lay it all out like that, I, yeah. I get teary. I, I know, I'm seeing you do uh, it. Yeah, it's, um, but it's been good. And I, I think uh, the only reason that it's worked is our partnership and our common goals. And my dad was always saying like, find someone you're equally yoked with. And I misunderstood that. I thought that meant find somebody just like you. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's so why I was always kind of looking for someone with a similar personality, which didn't exist really because I have a very, very strong feminine personality. <laughs> I carry like all the traits of, of like a stereotypical feminine personality. Yeah, and we're both that way. Not that I'm feminine. No, you're but, not feminine. Uh, we're very yeah, stereotypical in our roles, I guess. Yes, you're very, I mean, I would almost put you like alpha male. And uh, yeah. And so I was kind of looking for somebody more like me and that it just, it was never good. Like even I would date someone that was like maybe a little bit more on that end of the spectrum. I was like, mm, <laughs> I'm not really looking for that. So... I know it's just funny because equally yoked didn't mean just like you. So what does it mean to you? To me, it means just a common goal and the same or common core values. I take it as literally pulling in the same direction. Yeah. So very literal translation with that uh, that metaphor. But yeah, we've been having discussions, especially with Nevaeh, and, and she is uh, now mm-hmm. getting older. She's coming into adulthood. And so we've had a lot of discussions about this very thing with her. Yep. Yeah, how to find a spouse, what to look for in a partner. Because she is, I mean, she's 17 years old. She's going to start dating and I don't want her wasting her time with people that she's not equally yoked with. So now that I feel like I understand what that means now, mm-hmm. like you, I think you can get along with somebody that's very, very different from you personality-wise. Like us, we're very, very different from one another. Mm-hmm. But you have to have the same core values. Like if you have very different political or religious beliefs, I think that doesn't work. And I, some people are like, no, that can totally work. Opposites attract. They may attract, <laughs> but, but the, I just don't see how they stay together, especially when it comes to raising kids. Yeah. I think it's very important to be like-minded in your belief system. Yeah. Um, we have very different personality traits, very. I think. So same core values, very different personality traits. And ironically, we were discussing this with Nevaeh. I think we kind of make up for each other's deficiencies and yeah. shortcomings in a number of ways. You have a tendency to excel in those areas where maybe I'm not so uh, polished, let's <laughs> say. And, uh, a little rough around the edges, daddy? Vice versa. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm I'm a heavily flawed individual as so many of us are. And it's what, part of what makes me so grateful to have you is that I know I can lean on you um, in those areas where I know I'm not necessarily the best suited to handle a given situation. Well, I think that works really well with parenting too, because there's a lot of areas where um, I just see it differently than you. And areas where I'm very weak in parenting mm-hmm. and where you have no problem stepping up in those areas or areas where I might feel like 
you not that you would, that you overstepped it that you just handled it differently than I would have mm-hmm. and then I'm kind of there to soften it and so I think that that's been really helpful for our kids too because we are so different it's balance mm-hmm. yeah so having this uh sense of wisdom I guess you could say with the experience that we do have and having been together this long what advice would you give to somebody that was maybe younger than us a younger couple in say their 20s who are considering marriage or uh, starting their own family what would you say to them um well i would first ask what their goals were for the future and whether or not they had common goals and uh, whether or not they were on the same page towards working towards those goals because if you have one saver and one spender you're going to have massive problems mm-hmm. Because I think money is a big thing. It really is. And no one really wants to talk about like the financial aspect of a marriage, but it is the number one cause of divorce is Mm -hmm. money woes and money disagreements. If you have one person that's going to spend everything and live day by day and you have another person that's trying to save, that saver is going to view that spender as being disrespectful. That's definitely a very important aspect of marriage or making for a, you know, happy functioning relationship of any kind. It's not everything. It's though. not everything. No. Um, but yeah, for sure. That is something that I think, again, you have to be on the same page about. Yeah. It's the unromantic aspect of, it is. of considering marriage. But it's very practical and very yes. relevant. And then I think also, what are your goals for a family? Um, you, you know, you can't have one person wants to have eight kids and one person that doesn't like children and wants cats. Yeah. So that's not going to work either. So you have to, you have to have the same life goals, but you don't have to be the same type of person. And I think in so many cases, I mean, can you imagine if you married someone just like you, <laughs> <laughs> like just like you? I mean, I can, I don't think it would be a recipe for success. Yeah. However, I guess the way that I tend to think of it is that you are no longer an individual. I think the mm-hmm the uh unification of man and woman of husband and wife you you lose that sense of individuality and you you no longer matter yeah as much as you once did you know your all of your concerns become about yeah your your spouse and your children over time if you were so blessed to have some yeah i kind of feel like you're incomplete until you meet that spouse because nobody's a perfect person. I mean, we're all heavily flawed. Like you said, all of us, we all have shortcomings and strong things that are strong about our personalities. And until you meet somebody who compliments your personality and so often that compliment could be polar opposites mm. because they make up for your weaknesses. And until you meet that person and then you become one person, you become one much more whole balanced person. Yeah. For sure. Do you think marriage is for everybody? There are a lot of folks out there who go their entire lives without ever having uh, been married. What do you think? No, I don't think marriage is for everybody. I think um, there are individuals out there, and I'm not saying that everyone that chooses to be unmarried is Wrong. is this way. Right. Um, but there are people out there that just have um, sociopathic traits and stuff that are maybe a little more self-centered. Um, I don't think that those people are suited to be parents or spouses, because if you can't think outside of yourself, then it's probably better to just not. Yeah. I mean, we have a tendency, especially here on the podcast to speak in very wide generalities, but yeah, I don't think marriage is for everybody. I do. I would say, however, that I feel like you are missing out on something that is so transformative, uh, in life. If you go without ever having been married, or especially if you go without ever having kids, Yeah, there is so much more that you can only tap into emotionally as far as learning about yourself um and that only comes through 
sharing your life with somebody else yeah. and uh, and raising children together, especially. Yeah. Well, I remember hearing before I had kids that you can never understand God's love for you until you have a child. Agreed. Yeah, I completely understand that. And I thought, no, I understand God's love for me. But I came at it from a selfish point of view. I came at it from a God loves me point of view. And I didn't see it from his point of view. But now that I have children and I would do anything for them and my love for them is truly unconditional, mm -hmm. there is nothing they could do. They could do the worst thing in the world and I would still love them. 100%. Um, I may disagree with what they're doing greatly. I may even separate myself from that person. I mean, they would have to do something terrible. Um, it's, it's, but It's just like every term or expression that that uses the uh the term or phrase unconditional love i don't yeah. i don't feel like at least for myself speaking for myself there's no way that i ever would have known fully grasped or understood mm -hmm. what is meant by that right. term unless i had ever met you and had children together yeah it just wouldn't happen for me i would have i probably would have thought that i knew what right. that meant yeah. But now again, with that hindsight of having been married and having had children, I can, I can very honestly say that there's no way I could have ever fully wrapped my head around it. Right. Well, and I mean, some people, they don't have children, they have pets and stuff like that. And then they, they think <laughs> that they love that pet in the same way that we love our children. And, yeah. you know, I'm a dog parent or something like that. And that's fine if you want to use that title, mm -hmm. but it is not the same. And I could say that with a hundred percent certainty. And you can get very, very angry at me for saying this. <laughs> I love my Bishan, like you love your son Kaimani or like you love little Eli or Kira or Nevaeh. And I will say with a hundred percent certainty that you do not love your Bishan in the same way. When I look at Eli, if something were to happen to one of my children, I would never be okay. I would never recover from that, not ever. Yeah. If When something happens to Kenji, who we love dearly, I mean, I love that dog so much, I make his food twice a day. <laughs> I cook for this dog and I have for years and years. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I would do a lot for Kenji, but when he passes, I will be very sad for a long time, mm -hmm. but I will recover and I will move on and I will find lots of joy in life. I, it would not be the same with a child. Animals can provide you with a tremendous sense of love. Um, yes. And you can have incredibly strong feelings when it comes to an animal. But yeah, every time I hear that uh, comparison or analogy, I always kind of yeah. cringe a little bit internally because <laughs> it's not the same. And no. I think until you have kids, you really don't come to realize that. And I'm not trying to speak poorly on anybody who feels as though that love is comparable. But if you've never had a child... I'm sorry. It's not the same. It's not. Yeah. No, a, a human child is, it's, um, it's a love that you cannot describe and it's a love that you can never imagine until you have it. So what is it that you're looking forward to most in the future? Because while I have become very reflective, it also in, in a weird way has caused me to also look forward through a newfound lens or perspective, mm -hmm. because now I have enough life experience behind me to know that the next 20 years are going to whiz by yeah. in the blink of an eye. So what is it that you're looking forward to most? I already know the answer to this, but what is it that you're looking forward to most? <laughs> I mean, grandchildren, of course, that's going to be my number one. I'm all about the babies. I'm, I mean, I'm done having babies. So now I'm just looking for the next <laughs> babies that I made because Old made, Old yeah, made I want to, I want to sit there on Christmas morning and I want to look at a bunch of grandkids and be like, you know, like you and I made 
all these people. <laughs> like, how cool is that? The fruit of our loins. Yeah. Think about like if we, you know, have our 75th wedding anniversary. Now, you know, what's really interesting about that too is, is kind of like we were just saying is that you can't understand the love that a parent has for their child. I, and every time you hear from somebody mm-hmm. who is a grandparent, they always tell people who are just parents like us and, yeah. and you know, where we currently find ourselves that you will never understand the level of love and devotion that you have until you have grandchildren that yeah. amplifies things to a whole nother level. And I, I buy into that completely. I have a hard time with that one because I think I, I loved my, my little tiny babies that I made so much. Like I, it's hard to imagine feeling in that same way mm-hmm. with someone else's babies, even though it's my baby's babies, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to experience it, but I know yeah. I'm going to love them. You don't know that love yet, which is why you're I just you're haven't felt that. it yet. Right. Yeah. It's like trying to explain to somebody, yeah. you know, the whole parental love thing, same thing. Yeah. I, I guess I'm just a lot more receptive to hearing people out when mm-hmm. they are older than I am at any given stage of life. Yeah. Now, now that we are 40 years old and you know, I told you before, like everybody who always said to me my entire life, oh, wait till you're older, you're going to have aches and pains and all that. And I kind of just rolled my eyes mm-hmm. and was like, oh, well, that varies from person to person. And I really <laughs> don't think I'm going to feel a certain way at age 40, but I 100% do. And they were right. I was wrong. I will be the first to admit it. So it, it, it lends itself to me being a lot more receptive now whenever somebody does go out of their way to, to give me a little life advice. So what would your advice be to a young couple? Um, it would be very similar to what it is that you express, but I think... You know, you're going to have hardships, you're going to have difficulties along the way. And I think you constantly need to remain focused on the fact that kind of, like I said, you are now a united front, you are no longer an individual. And so you kind of have to throw all of your wants, needs, and desires and and cast them to the side Mm -hmm. and realize that every decision you make, every action that you take all has an impact on not only you, but understand that that's where you, at least for me, this is where I derive my strength from every time, you know, I feel down. It's, it's, you are my, (laughs) stop. (laughs) I was going to say it was, you are my, <laughs> you want to talk about it later? Ooh, try not to break. <laughs> you are my refuge. You mean so much to me, and uh... <laughs> we should have known going into this. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> As a. Uh... When you find your, uh, sounds cheesy, when you find your soulmate, it, uh, you just have to remain very, uh, aware and appreciative of the fact that, uh, it's a tremendous blessing. So when, when difficult times come along, it's nothing that's insurmountable. And, uh, as long as you remain united, you can get through anything. Well, I think that's a huge part of it too. Um, I think a lot of people, (laughs) this changes the pacing. So a lot of people go into marriage looking for a happy marriage. I hear that a lot amongst really young people. Like I want to have a happy marriage. And I think that's too simplistic of a goal because, and it sounds cold to be like marriage isn't about happiness. Like you hear people say that, but it's, 
I think older people say that because life isn't always happy. And so if your goal is to have a happy marriage, when hardships come along and tragedies come along and they will, um, just loss in in life or uh, money problems, a loss of a job. um, Yeah, life is not easy. Death of loved ones. You Mm -hmm. know, there's things that will make you miserable. Yeah. And life can be miserable for extended periods of time. And if your goal in your marriage is to be happy and your life isn't happy in that chapter, you might feel like your marriage is failing right when it's not it's just not a happy time and so a happy marriage i don't think should be the goal i think (laughs) it sounds weird (laughs) this sounds weird but it's not what i mean and and i don't mean mean. not that your marriage should be happy but life isn't always happy and so if that's your focus you may feel like you're failing when it's just a hard when it's just a valley in life temporary it's a hardship and it's why right. i say that uh, I, I look to you and you are my refuge for sure 100 percent. i think the reason i get so um worked up and emotional about it is because i grew up in a a single parent household where uh, my mom and dad were married and that marriage fell apart when i was uh, very young so um marriage is something that i take very seriously and it's something mm-hmm. that means a lot to me yeah i mean we committed really early um and the very first thing we did was join our bank accounts. And I'm not to bring this back to money, but it was symbolic because when you join everything, there are couples that get married and they have their separate bank accounts and they literally don't even know what each other are doing. They may have a joint account, but then they have a his account and a her account. And I, I, I don't feel like that's a recipe for success because I don't feel like married couples should ever live in a single way. You were to to become one flesh, you are to become one person and Mm -hmm. you should share all things. And if you can't tell your husband what you're spending your money on, or you don't want him to know, then, then you've got communication problems or same thing with the husband. And it's like, well, these are our funny money accounts. You shouldn't need funny money accounts. I still (laughs) have funny money. I mean, if I'm like, I'm going to buy this because it's cute or something, I, I don't need a separate private account to do so. And so I just feel like it's symbolic to keep things separate and private from one another. And it's not really a recipe for success. And so I don't know. I've always found that kind of weird. Yeah. Again, I just think it's so important to be a united front in every right. way possible. There, there is no, again, there's no yeah. singular me anymore. Right. It is now us in all things. Yeah. Don't own separate houses. Don't, which people do that too. And, and or go on separate vacations. <laughs> what are you doing? You know, like, oh, I just need to get away. Well, you need to maybe ask yourself, why do you need to get away? And what can we do to fix that? And maybe you need to just get away with your spouse. Yeah. I've never felt like I ever needed to get away. We just got a question this morning. Uh, it was a YouTube yeah, comment that came did. in asking about, Hey, like you guys are together 24, seven, 365. Don't you get sick of each other? Mm-hmm. And don't you ever need time away from each other? And I know that there are people out there who make the argument and say that they mm-hmm. do. And I've never once felt that way. In fact, I become very depressed if I if I end up on my own. Um, there have been circumstances and times where I, I've, you know, left for uh, work for like a week long stay in another state, and just being away from family and being away from you is something that I really don't enjoy, yeah. quite honestly. And I'm somebody who you know grew up an only child and really appreciates solitude and all that. And I'm not talking about momentary solitude. I'm talking about just being away from family for again, an extended period of time. I just, yeah, it's my, my reaction and answer to that question when I read it was like, no, yeah, never do I feel that way ever. Yeah. And it's funny because 
we don't have the perfect marriage. Um, no. <laughs> we get into it. We do. Yeah. People always ask us if yep. we have arguments and we've been together for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. Of, of course, things come mm-hmm. up and of yeah. course we have arguments. Sometimes mm-hmm. we have very heated arguments, yeah. but there's never a time where the idea pops into my head of like, hey, this is catastrophic mm-hmm. and because we're not getting along. I dislike you and I no longer want to be with you or around you. Never does that thought ever cross my mind. Yeah. I kind of feel like once you have kids, divorce needs to be off the table unless Mm -hmm. there's infidelity involved. Mm -hmm. Because once you have children, now their needs are more important than your own. Um, And so divorce should just never be on the table. So it's like we're in this. So when we get into it over something... It's like, well, we better figure it out or we're Mm going to be fighting about this for the next 50 years (laughs) because I'm not going anywhere and you're not going anywhere. Yeah. So you want to fight for 50 years or we're going to hash this out? This is something I'm extra sensitive to because I was the byproduct of a failed marriage. It's something, especially when you have kids, like, hey, if if things aren't working out, it's just you and your spouse. Okay. I still think that you should work to try to stick Mm -hmm. it out. Um, But when you have kids... I'm in complete agreement with you that you do whatever it takes to make that marriage work because Mm -hmm. it's, again, it's no longer about you and having lived that through that experience. I mean, when, when you tell me about people that we know in common about uh, their Mm -hmm. marriages or relationships falling apart, you know, I become, especially when these, again, when these people have kids, I become so uh, just upset or disappointed by it because I know the reality of what's coming for that family. Yeah. And it's not good. It's not good for anybody. No. Um, it's not good for the dads. So often they're separated from their children. Um, it, divorce courts do tend to favor the moms in that regard. And so then you've got a lot of children that are missing out on very attentive dads. They mm-hmm. only get to see them on the weekends mm-hmm. and things like that, which is not enough mm-hmm. for a dad's presence in a child's life. And um, it's not good for the moms. You're missing out on every other Christmas and birthdays and and it's very expensive to get divorced <laughs> when you have for, children. It's not good for anyone, like you said. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's shaped so much of my identity. I mean, my my parents' marriage fell apart when I was, I mean, we're talking like eight, nine years old. Mm-hmm. And it has definitely had a lifelong impact on me in a number of ways. I'm sure as your spouse, you would agree yeah. that it's had uh, a tremendous impact in molding the person that I am today. But um, I think coming away from it now as an adult, it's... It's been a good thing because going through all of those tough times as a child, I feel like has made me a little more hyper aware of my role as your husband and my role as a father to our children. So yeah. there's something good to come good to come from it, but uh, having to live through the experience of it was not fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, and it's just not an option. And so, I mean, that kind of brings us back to our fights. Like it doesn't really even matter if they get heated or whatever. Like we still try to be as respectful as possible and stuff slips and you say things you don't mean sometimes and it just happens. That's what anger does to people. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think we almost fight like siblings in a weird way. Like we can, we can be <laughs> like, you know, and whatever. And then we'll walk away and then I'll be like, do you want pizza? And you'll be like, yeah, I want pizza. And then we'll just sit there and eat pizza. And then we don't, it's over, you know, like, and that's kind of how brothers and sisters are. Do you think that that evolves over time? Like the longer you've been married, the more you come to recognize what it is when it's happening. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. if one of us blurts something out in in those moments where we are uh, not having our best day as a couple, Mm -hmm. I kind of walk away from it or shrug it off much, much more easy now, I think, than when we were 25 years old and we were married because it's just different now. Like I, I recognize it for what it is. I know what it is. We both know what it is. Yeah. 
one of us can say something stupid to mm-hmm. the other. And uh, I think internally we both kind of smirk and like, all right, yeah. we're going to, we're going to revisit this later and it's going to be funny. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think we definitely know each other better now. We know each other's personalities now. And so if somebody says something that maybe would have insulted or upset us in the past, we're able to just be like, eh, they're grumpy. They're hungry. You know, <laughs> like it's just something like, so I, I do think that there's a lot more understanding that comes with age, with and age and yeah. time. And I just feel like I know you so well. I feel like I know you better than yourself sometimes be, and, and vice versa. Like you can point out in a period of time where like I'm in a very bad mood or something <laughs> that I'm just being this way because of, and you're probably right, but I don't want to hear it right then. Yeah. Self-awareness and self-recognition when it comes to a lot of the negative aspects of ourselves as mm-hmm. individuals is really is a really hard thing for, I think, everybody. So there's yeah. so much value in having a spouse that, like you said, knows you so well um, because they can point things out and help you to improve and hopefully become a better individual person. Yeah. I think that's another thing I w- would tell people that are young is be honest with each other. Don't, And that doesn't mean attack someone. It doesn't mean be brutally honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you love this person. This is your partner. So be sensitive, but be honest. Yeah, I completely agree. Be honest about your feelings because if you don't and you just suppress it and you hide it, you it, will build up animosity. It's going to become an issue. Yes, for it's sure. going to come out. And and in the meantime, you're bottling up all of this frustration and then it explodes out. <laughs> the person's like, whoa, what? Yeah, and that's All I said was put your pancakes away. It's definitely happened to me <laughs> for sure. Um I think being the male half of our relationship, we're not, you know, men aren't real good about acknowledging feelings or setting time aside to reflect and uh, be honest. I've definitely been guilty of that yeah. for sure. So again, there's so much tremendous, there's, there's so much value to come in being in a healthy relationship and having a partner that is willing to be compassionately honest with you yeah. on your flaws. Yeah. Compassionately honest and in it. Like, you know I'm not going anywhere and I know you're not going anywhere. So that makes us safe people. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a parental relationship. Our children can come to us at any time with anything, even if we're going to be mad or disappointed because they know that we're a safe harbor. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, refuge. That's why yeah. I use the word refuge. You for need sure. to have that in your partner. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you're the only person literally of the billions of people on earth. You are the only person that I know I can come to with anything. Yeah. I think that's what being a spouse is. Right. So people talk about marriage being work yeah. over time. And while I, I mean, I guess I agree to a certain extent, but mm-hmm. some of the times when I hear people elaborate upon that concept, I don't always necessarily agree. I think that there are moments of work that need to occur, right. that need to happen, kind of like a maintenance yeah. of your relationship. But I don't think that your outlook and perspective on your relationship and marriage should be like, oh, this is work and work only. And it's just constant work. And it's, it's, you know, you have to, uh, you have to take the bad with the good, but there, there should be some good. It shouldn't just be yeah. work. No, it shouldn't just be work or something is not right. <laughs> yeah. So if all you're doing is working and you're not achieving something, then somebody's not, not doing it. So, um, I think a big thing would be appreciation for your spouse and, just gratefulness for their presence, just for being there, for being a member of the family, for the things that they do. Uh, I th- I think a deal killer or something that's made it very difficult in marriage is this whole 50-50 thing mm-hmm. because there's such an accounting 
of points. And keeping score. Yeah. Yeah. Like when when you try to be completely 50-50, you have no roles, you have no jobs in the home, and everybody unloads the dishwasher, everybody cooks dinner, <laughs> everybody works and brings in the money, everybody goes grocery shopping, all of a sudden it becomes, well, I did it last time. Right. And and so I think roles are important and they're very helpful because there's there's expectations and there's there's things that you do that I don't want to do and there's things that I do that you don't want to do. So I do most of the cleaning in the house, let's say. But mm-hmm. if I go to the store and I come back and you vacuumed, it's rare. Bonus points for daddy. <laughs> but it happens and I'm so grateful that you were like I'm going to do something that makes her job easier or you know like I don't clean up really around the property that's kind of your role and yeah. We've never discussed this, though. I want to make it clear. Like, there is no, although we do have these very defined roles, there has never once been a discussion about setting expectations. Right. Ever. We kind of settled into them. Yeah. We just kind of naturally settled into them. And then I guess that created the expectation with each one of us individually, like internally. But we've never outwardly been like, hey, what I expect of you is X, Y, and Z. And you've never done that to me either. But like, if I sweep out the shop or something. Like, you'll be like, wow, thanks. Bonus points for mama, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I think that it's kind of nice because it gives you the ability to kind of serve the other person. Mm-hmm. And and that's always nice. It shows appreciation. I, I feel like guys are kind of simplistic. Like, and maybe it's not all guys. Maybe it's just you. But I feel like you need respect, food, and sex. <laughs> <laughs> and and no, I'm serious. And then you're happy. You're a happy man. And you're laughing because you know that this is true. Respect is huge for you. You want to feel respected it's and not, appreciated. It's not respect. I'd say it's appreciation. I, I that don't, is respect. I don't demand respect. No, but. Ever. I, I, I just think that any anybody, any one of us wants to feel as though that we are being appreciated for the work that we're putting in and the efforts that we are putting forth. When I say respect, though, a lot of that is just in tone, too, in the way that your family members speak to you and the way that I speak to you, there is a respect in that. Like, I'm not like, oh my gosh, put that away, da, 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 you know, because that's not a respectful way to speak to your spouse. You're not yeah. going to get a good reaction. So yeah. I think there's respect in watching how you address somebody or seeking out ways to maybe just do do something that makes their day easier or just shows appreciation. So and then, I mean, food and then <laughs> <laughs> we get it. You know what? I, I'm, we get it. I'm serious. It's I think that's a huge part of a healthy marriage as well. No, because absolutely. Especially the last one. Yeah, there. that's what I'm saying. No, I'm not talking sure. about the food. <laughs> so like with men, I mean, I'm sorry if your children are listening right now, but I think with men like earmuffs, women, when we're tired or we're busy or we're frustrated or we had a sassy conversation with our sister we're not in the mood because our minds go elsewhere very easily mm-hmm. where I feel like you could be like, Oh, don't single me out here. No, no guys could be, it doesn't even matter what's going on. Like, <laughs> like our country could be in disarray and you guys are like, so there's only one thing that's going to make me feel better about <laughs> that right now. <laughs> yeah. We're like, if the sky was falling for a female, I think we're a lot more prone to be like, you know, um, got, I'm not in the mood. I have like World War Three headache, you know? So are you talking this up as part of the work that maybe people are referring to when they say that marriage is work? I think it's part of just the acknowledgement that, you know, I mean, women are into it too, but I think just in a different way, like 
I feel like guys can take it personally when a girl's not in the mood because they take it as a reflection of of them. Like if it's been, an, you know, a week or two or something, you're like, you don't like me anymore? Like what's going no, on? No, all, all jokes aside, I do think it is a very, very important mm-hmm. aspect of any marriage. But I don't want to... Um, so, I think I'm it's super to, important. I'm going to try to deviate away all from right, this. We're keeping right. it uh, PG-13-ish. Right. Um, when it comes to work in a marriage what what i i guess i kind of have a tendency to think about is i guess our moments like this like it, it was a it, honestly it was a big part of the motivation for us in, in starting a podcast is that it literally designated a couple of hours every week mm-hmm. for you and i to sit down without distractions to look each other in the eye and to speak uh, very openly with each other, even if it requires that we become emotional as we all just experienced yeah. here. But I think it's so important. And that's really where the work comes into play because doing these types of things, especially on a regular basis, like we have now committed to, it's to, it helps to fortify your marriage and yeah. uh, build some strength and resilience along the way. I think it's so, so important. Just communication. Yeah. Just um not losing one another, yeah. which can happen right. with kids when you're raising kids. Yeah. This is an opportunity for you and I to express that gratitude that we have for each other mm-hmm. and uh, reflect together yeah. on, on life's uh, accomplishments and hardships. And it's, it, it's so, so valuable. Like later today, tonight, we are going out to dinner. It's not something that we do very often. In fact, right. it's something that we some don't years do we never do mm-hmm. with the exception of our anniversary. And I think a lot of people would probably find that troubling, but it's just, we're so busy and because we do it so rarely or infrequently, it, it, again, I place a tremendous amount of value on those, uh, those nights out. Right. Yeah. I, I think it's so important to always be dating your spouse. Yeah. You know, yeah. Always be dating um, and always be trying to win them over. And because I don't think you should get married and then just let yourself go and then start being rude. Yeah, marriage is not a finish line. No, it's not. It's a starting point. Yeah. Yes. And so I think you should. I had a friend whose mom called her husband her boyfriend. And I thought that was so weird. But she's like, you are my boyfriend. And she would always make this joke. And I was like, so cheesy. No, I was in high school. But I get it now. And they're still married. And So she was trying to be cute. Yeah. But she viewed him that way. Right. Like she, they had been married 30 years and she still looked at him and was like, that's my boyfriend and we're yeah. going on a date. It's important to be playful in your marriage too, I think. Yeah. And we are both very um, naturally goofy people right. that comes across a lot in our videos. But yeah, I think it's so important to like play and have fun together mm-hmm. laugh as a together. couple, laugh together, just be, act, act stupid on occasion and yeah. do something that's very um, spontaneous. Yeah. There, there's, there's so much good to come from that. And be friends. Yes. Before anything else, yeah. I think, yeah, you are my best friend. Like, yeah. undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. There's, I can't even think of anyone even remotely close to you in that yeah. respect. There's, there's, a, there's no second place. There's you say, and only you. Yeah. Guys and girls can't be friends because. It's true. Because, I mean, look what happened. Hey, all guys are perverts. You just said it yourself, <laughs> right? As long as you're fed. And yeah. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, I encourage anyone that's, I don't care how long you've been married, like, go on a date, but you're, dang phones down mm-hmm. like don't you dare pull those out unless you're asking the waitress to take a photo of you mm-hmm. but go on a date sit there and talk sit there for two hours order a couple of wines order a bottle yeah. <laughs> that's what we're doing yep. and <laughs> you know and sit there and discuss everything it does and it's you know 
maybe you're talking about work. Maybe you're talking about your kids. That's Doesn't we always matter. end up talking about our kids when we go out. Long as you're talking, long mm-hmm. as you're openly communicating and looking at your partner in the eye. I think, that, yeah, again, it's such a big thing for yeah. us. And uh, just to have those very open discussions is huge in the maintenance department of a marriage. Yeah, we're kind of transitioning now because our kids are getting older and we have never gone on a vacation by ourselves. Um, We didn't even go on our honeymoon by ourselves (laughs) because we already had Nevada. We didn't have a honeymoon. We just took a trip like a year and a half later. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a family vacay, but we only have one kid at that point. So yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it hasn't happened. No. Which is amazing. And we don't spend any nights away from our children, but that's what we're doing right now. That's what this chapter in our life is. And I think that's okay. But now that the kids are starting to get older, like we need to kind of revisit what we were before and maybe start dating one another again. And maybe we do go on a vacation with just you and I. That's a good point too, because it does change over time. Mm-hmm. Like I think you referenced in a past episode of the podcast that once the kids are out and we are, we find ourselves as empty nesters and how old are we going to be? I don't know, 50 or so. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a weird time for us because yeah. it's such a, a drastic state of transition and life as we have always known it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look the same all of a sudden. Yeah, And that's going to mean that you and I, you know, try to figure things out along the way and have to have to navigate this this new found uh, reality that mm-hmm. we've found ourselves in it's crazy to think about i think that's gonna be a really hard time for me it's gonna be a hard time for both of us yeah because so much of our identity is wrapped up in being parents mm-hmm. yeah that's been everything for us for the last 17 years i'm kind of hoping that by the time that eli moves out that Nevaeh will be like married and having kids and she'll live like relatively close. And Mm. then I can just have that smooth transition of like, I will watch them every single day. It's still going to be a transition (laughs) though. Even with the kids getting older at this point already to where they don't need us nearly as much as they once did. Not so long ago has been, it's been tough to figure out. It really has been, Mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. It is. It's been, it's been hard, but it's funny because you and I are definitely bonding more over this. Like Mm -hmm. it used to be, like I was this, the mother and you were the father. And then we would have, when you first start having children, there are disagreements that come in with like parenting and stuff like that. So we, mm-hmm. it was, I felt like we were kind of separated and we had the four kids between us. I think it was new. And so we were having to figure it out yeah. again. It was just, it was a new stage of life. And yeah, it was like me, you, and then the four kids. And they kind of like, I'm picturing like a family bed and they're all kind of between us. And that was just life. And now I feel like it's kind of like us rotating over here together and the four kids standing in front of us. And now it's like them against us. Not that we're (laughs) adversaries, Mm -hmm. but we're becoming like a team now, like a united front because our kids' problems, not even problems, but their situations are becoming bigger than when they were little. Yeah. Like when we're talking to Nevaeh about dating, like we're talking to her. Yeah, the conversation. Team parent. The topic of conversation has changed dramatically in Mm -hmm. the past, uh, really since moving to Idaho even because Nevaeh was... She was still very young when we moved here, you know, and all the rest of the kids were, were really young. Um, and yeah. now we have two teenagers, almost three teenagers here in the very near future, seeing all the, the changes that are occurring with Kira, which is killing me. Uh. Um, yeah, it's just weird the way things change over time without you really even realizing it. It kind of feels like we're, at least for myself, I feel like I'm constantly playing catch up because reality is moving so quickly around me. And every time I look at the kids, I feel like they're bigger and they need me less and you know, we've had discussions about that. It's just very interesting that you're in this constant state of having to adapt and catch up with the reality that you find around you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting as, as that occurs, but something that we did recently that we were going to talk about on the podcast and then we never actually did, um, 
was we took these personality <laughs> tests. Yeah. And I think that it was so good. Nevea actually just took the test last night. And she's like, I learned so much about myself. So it was actually created by Jordan B. Peterson, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. Dr. Peterson. Um, him and one of his graduate students and like three or four other psychologists. And it is a personality test and it's a hundred questions. And so I think it's like $10 to take. But it's intended for couples. No, it's actually an individual test, but you well, can an, link it. Right. There, so it's an individual test to reveal all these personality traits about mm -hmm. yourself. And then you have the option of yeah, basically it. taking your results and being like, hey, we are together. How does this play out in yeah. a relationship? Yeah, it was really interesting. So we were able to take the test and then we linked our results and then it gave us our individual results. But then it it told you the implications that that would mean for you as a couple. Right. And so I think if you're thinking about getting married, I would highly suggest taking that test. If you're already married and you're maybe having some problems and you can't figure it out, I think it would be very helpful. Yeah. And again, completely speaking in generalities here, I wouldn't invest, you know, I wouldn't make any decisions based on the findings right. of, of no. this test. But it's really interesting just to, I mean, in the process, you learn about yourself. You and do. Yeah. You learn about maybe why it is that you, uh, you suck certain things it, in your marriage i will say that this test is harsh like it doesn't matter what your personality is it's like this is where you suck but yeah. some of the stuff that it said you have told me when you've been upset you've been like you are this way and mm -hmm. i'm like no i'm not yeah and then when i saw the results and it's like you are this way i was like Again, it's, it's very hard for us to have that level of self-awareness mm -hmm. when it comes to our own flaws, our own personality traits and our own shortcomings, for sure. So yeah. to have that reinforcement, because the same thing would apply to me. Like I know, again, I've got I've got a number of issues um, as, a, as, a, as a person, as an individual, and you can tell me, but to have that reinforced by like test results from an impartial, impartial person who's yeah. not even present with you. Um, just based on science is really interesting. Well, it's funny because like we'll get into arguments and I'll say, well, you're just, you're taking that personally when it's not personal. Like I just, it was just a comment. It wasn't meant to be an attack. <laughs> and you're like, and, and you'll get, you're very responsive. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. say like volatile, but you're very responsive. No, you're can't responsive. Be. I can't Like be. if somebody just like a look or a comment can, can cause it, a response from you for sure if it, if it comes to anything that i um view as being like tremendously important to me mm -hmm. like you can't i mean there are stories that we can get into about things that have happened in the past not not with us within our family from outsiders and people who have uh tried to come up with you know come at us in a certain way mm -hmm. um i'm thinking of like a time in the park when like a, a transient guy came up to our family and he was trying to like literally touch was it kaimani it was kaimani as i was holding him and did I like set him aside and like I went after the dude like mm -hmm. do not how dare you come at my family like uh-uh yeah I perceived him to be a threat this is a long story but yeah yeah there was in, more to it in that yeah. way I can be volatile I can be yeah. for sure because I'm I'm extremely protective when it comes to myself and my family yeah and then you've always told me like you you see too much positive in certain people and that makes it's a weakness it, no, it can, it can be. I yeah. think it's a beautiful thing. I think you, again, we're, we make up for each other's shortcomings. I have a background in police work. I'm very skeptical of, of pretty much anybody. Um, I'm skeptical, I'm skeptical of, of you until you prove otherwise to me. Yeah. Not necessarily a healthy way of going about things and looking at your, your fellow human being. And I realize that, 
So I'm glad that you are on the opposite end of the spectrum. But I was on the way opposite end of the yeah, spectrum. Yeah, because it's a vulnerability at the same time. If mm -hmm. somebody sees that you're you're constantly looking for the positives yeah. in something or someone in a situation, that's mm -hmm. something that can be exploited for sure. Oh, for sure. And so it's funny because I never really saw that in myself. Like, And then when I took that test and it's like you, it basically said that I was naive and to a fault, <laughs> that I don't see threats that may be there and then yours was like the polar opposite that you see threats yeah. and like everything and mm -hmm. so that's like an example of being very different personalities but it balancing yeah and it is what it is again like I, I fully acknowledge that about myself it's a massive flaw it's something I've tried to work on for a really long time and I think a lot of my personal history just kind of it, it this is something that just organically developed over time and I'm, yeah. so I'm glad that I have you to help me balance those aspects of myself out well and same and I think that's why I kind of looked for a personality like you and why I find strength and comfort in somebody with your personality. Like, because I know I can depend on you. I know you're a leader. I know you're a protector and I need that. Or, and, and you're teaching me to, to be more assertive. And mm. then when I try to be assertive, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and vice versa. <laughs> you're teaching me not to be, um, a jackass, I guess. Um, I'm like, no, not, not right now. No, <laughs> not, not, not that person. No, they're okay. Relax. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be like depicting myself. As no, 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 either. no, it's no just, you're not. Like, family means everything to me. And I grew up, uh, I grew up as an only child in a household that kind of fell apart. So when it comes to my family, I, I don't play. Right. At all. Yeah. And I appreciate that in you. So yeah, it's funny because I think the things that, the most challenging things about our personalities that cause the conflict are also the things that we love about each other mm -hmm. that attracted us. Yeah, no, for sure. So yeah, like I'm glad, I'm glad you are the way that you are. And kind of <laughs> like you said, maybe it's, it's good. Like we are very much on the same page when it comes to like 90% of things, but right. in those areas where we differ, we differ to, we kind of differ to like extremes. Extremes. And so I, again, that balance is so, um, it's great. It's good. I yeah. think it's what makes us a very cohesive unit, again, mm -hmm. is that we make up for each other's shortcomings. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. It's been really nice just in our relationship, in filling the voids with one another. And it's been really helpful for parenting, too, to have that balance. Because, man, if I married someone like me, our kids would just get away with murder. <laughs> like, you know, and if you married someone just like you... Are they they would be like yes sir. <laughs> We'd be beating standing people at up attention. All the time. <laughs> like yeah. No, so. I'm not, I'm no, a, no, I know. I'm not, I'm not a, a hard. I'm not a hard ass. By any, clearly, I'm not a hard ass. By yeah. any means, I'm just very um, emotional, even to a fault sometimes. Clearly, I'm very. Do you think emotional. you're an overthinker. I can be a complete overthinker as well. Yeah, with something that, like you said, you can just be very. Um, tongue-in-cheek and passing that just you know like you or anybody else can make a remark and i will dissect it and like try to look for the hidden meaning when maybe it's not there yeah <laughs> and then i'm like what? Yeah. and so i'm a left all baffled um and then i think that i'm more of like a wing it kind of person so and i can be that way with my words as well mm -hmm. where like i literally didn't mean anything by it i'll just um very carelessly say something or mm -hmm. make a comment or or do something um, I can be like that. I can be very impulsive mm -hmm. and you're not. And so I think that's another area where we balance each other. Yeah. Like when you're like, yeah, moving to Idaho would be fun. I'm like, yeah, let's go tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And you're like, whoa, wait, pump the brakes. <laughs> let's pump the brakes lady. Yeah. So 
But I mean, and I mean, that's how we ended up in Vegas. I was, you know, we were young and just dating. And I'm like, do you want to move to Vegas? <laughs> like, because I was going. So yeah, I think you've helped me not be a tumbleweed in life, which has been good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been quite the journey. It's been, uh, it's been an adventure. I didn't know what life had in store for us. And not that life is uh, done by no. any means. We still have a long way to go. Just getting started, baby. Just getting started. But it's been, uh, it's been a complete adventure. You and I have, have been all over the place in our 20 years together. Mm -hmm. And uh, so grateful to you for that because you have, kind of like you just said, you've, you've pulled me past my own personal boundaries in a number of ways with what it is that I've been comfortable with. And, and you know, there's been, uh, we've taken on so many massive risks primarily because of you. And your uh, <laughs> your positive outlook on things, and your your uh, never ending encouragement, and uh, yeah, it's it's been crazy. Well, and you've anchored me with your just strength and humility and dependability. I mean, you're totally safe. I've never worried about you straying or, or not being true <laughs> to our family or um, doing anything mm -hmm. with a selfless or a selfish thought in your head, you, know, you just live to serve your family and protect us. And I've always felt that from you from like the first date. Yeah. So. That's what it's all about for me. Yeah. It's been good. We're going to see great. what the next 20 years have for us. It's been unreal. So we're going out to dinner tonight. Yeah. Nice quiet evening for us. No kids, no so distractions. We've got the respect in the food. So <laughs> I'm just saying. It's going to be a good night. I need some wine. It's going to be a good night. Mm -hmm. All right, Mama. Nineteen years together, fifteen years of marriage. I love it. Cheers With our, it up. Our tea, and, our tea, and our wine, or our water. We're not drinking any wine it's yet. It's very early in the day. Sorry, I got so emotional. Apologize, everybody. But uh, yeah, this stuff is—it's good to talk about. It's it good. Is. I'm, I'm glad we can tap into some emotion every now and again. It's good. Yeah. All right. Love All you. Right. Love you. We'll see you guys on the next uh, episode next Wednesday. New Good Simple Living video out on Saturday, per the usual. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Let's let's uh, go get that food part over with. Let's celebrate. We'll see you guys. <laughs>